go. Dogfight 3. Welcome back, everyone. Um, this is actually our third time recording this podcast. The first time we had a lot of uh, technical difficulties, and the second time we had the biggest difficulty of them all, human difficulty, and that resides Sorry, to me. Sorry, by, uh, by who on both counts? <laughs> um, so the first one, uh, my house had a power outage twice, uh, and then I also lost internet connection. The third time, it was about an hour and a half, we banged it out, smashed it. It was perfectly done, per- not nothing wrong at all with the podcast, and then I forget to save the entire audio file, so we lost everything. It might, it might well have been the best podcast we've ever recorded as well, and it's lost the time. Like not even not even to time, it's lost to the vast space of the internet. Yeah, it was. Hey, correct really me good. if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Tom. But have me and you done anything wrong in the past two podcasts? I actually don't think we have. I think we've been no. we've been perfect. It's actually a blessing yeah. in disguise, though, because that means Tom K. You're now you're now clear as a whistle. The volume, like sound. Got a new mic, so you're not gonna. Hopefully, I'm not gonna sound like those sort of ear rape things you get on YouTube where like they put like the trigger warning before you watch it bass boosted yeah you don't want that well maybe I'll do it post edit just to fuck with you again (laughs) Um, how we doing gentlemen how how, how are we doing today I'm alright just uh, finished watching John Wick chapter 3 while I did my uh, revision for the day because I can't just focus on working I have to have a distraction Sure thing. It's a really good one, actually. It's a good film, isn't yeah, it? I really that liked yet. it. Um, it might actually like be the best people. of the three. Yeah, I had a few people who said that they didn't like it, so I've been putting off watching it. But I was like, oh, if it is shit, at least I've got my work to do. But yeah, I, I had that with um, work while it was on. I had that with the Lion King, the you know the new one, like the the remake, the live action one. Everyone was saying that it was like crap, and I watched it. And I thought it was actually really good. Really? Yeah. The only I mean, difference it's not... was it's just not as good as the animated, obviously. Yeah. But I thought on its own right, if like there was never the orig- like, animated one before it, I think it would have held up well. There's just no character to it, though. I think. I mean, I feel like the only good bit is Seth Rogen, which yeah. is weird. Like, the, it's weird that the only good thing in something is Seth Rogen, considering Seth he's usually Rogen's the worst thing. Not too bad. <laughs> I quite liked Beyonce singing. That's all you get from him. His acting range is just he's the same it's the same can character you, in everything. Can you do in. the laugh? Uh I actually don't think I can. I could try. I I can't remember how he laughs, I just no it's it, like, it, it <laughs> 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 And we're five minutes in and we're already gone down the pipeline. Um obviously this is quite a weird podcast, as the past two were as well. Uh, by past two I literally mean the past two we recorded and never put up and that's because I mean, the, since past, the past two were also weird they were weird um, but this one is also weird equally as weird because we are obviously on uh, lockdown uh, as far as I'm aware the entire nation is being told to stay indoors um, not allowed to go outside unless you want to go for one form of exercise or um, to get essentials like food uh tablets or any other medicines you need or to go to the hospital if it's an emergency um this has kind of changed the entire fabric of uh our daily lives really and what when i mean by saying this i mean the coronavirus obviously let's not be around the bush um how, how are you guys doing or uh, as far as like staying indoors is concerned are you coping okay how i can't is... remember whether we're whether we're day five or day four i'm lockdown. losing track of days i what day is it 
I think it's for, Thursday. All, all intents and purposes, yeah, fuck. So all intents and purposes, it doesn't yeah. matter, does it? Because, I mean, we're not going out, are we? So it's not like, oh, I've got a weekend to look forward to. Um, but, no, in terms of staying indoors, it's not too bad. I've just come come back from a walk. I went on a nice little walk around. Um, like, there's some, like, nice fields near where I live. So, nice, like, hour-round walk, um, getting some fresh air. My state-approved state, um, exercise for the day. But I'm sad that that means I can't go out again. I was hoping to go to the shops, but not going to happen now. Has anyone, like, seen any sort of, like, police presence around where they live? Kind of keeping tabs? I'm, my mum saw a uh, police van riding around my village uh, today. But, like, I mean, I know I know one of the policemen who lives, like... There's literally, like, six there's six vehicles in, like, St. Helens for, for the police. And I know, like, one of my mates is it. Uh, is is a policeman, and I'm, I'm I'm presuming it's him going to visit his uh, his auntie because he's got nothing better to do. Tom, no one, Tom no one to arrest him. No one on the streets, is there? Well, I've I've seen a couple of police uh, community officers kind of patrolled in the areas, and I've heard of a number of people being kind of stopped and questioned about what they're doing. As far as that, I haven't really seen anything else. As far as controlling people, I mean, there's people. I'm sat at like, the window of my house, and like, I'm looking outside. And there's people walking past like walking dogs and walking with other people so i don't know really what about you tom Morse? i'm not what's going on um i'm a pretty quiet area of lancaster like i'm i'm out on the outskirts so like it's never usually busy around here anyway but me and my dad have been playing the fun game of every time a bus goes past count how many people are on it wow. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <all we> can <laughs> is it is it getting less per day Actually, our uh, our most was uh, yesterday, I think, which was four people. Wow! Which was, uh, that was that was an exciting time in the Moore household. I can imagine. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, has anyone watched Come Fly with me? Yeah. Yeah, when they're talking about how they're counting the bags on the the pa- when the family has to stay in the airport and live there, and they're like, we saw a red one. Oh, there was a blue <laughs> one. There was. That is literally me and my dad when. When I'm not working, I'm just sat around. That's all we do. That I'm watching the neighbour's cat try and catch butterflies because it is the thickest cat I've ever seen. <laughs> thick in what ways? With the two C's or just the standard thick with a K? Oh, just a standard thick with a K. It's just a stupid cat. It's not a little fat tubby, tubby bastard. No, no, no. no. I've got the pleasure of having uh, sharing a house with one of the cutest cats of all time. Um... It's this like white slash light grey ragdoll who's like literally like a cloud, um, and she just comes and loves me whenever I need loving. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be, put a controversial <laughs> statement out there. I fucking hate cats. Oh <laughs> man, you can't. Bro, awful, cats. absolutely Bro. awful. As as the documentary says, don't fuck with cats. Mate, as a as a strong believer in the Christian faith, it is uh, my sworn duty to hate cats. I was listening to a podcast the other day like about this very subject like it's surprisingly apparently like in in time um Christians and Catholics and Jews tortured cats but Muslims found it like found them like almost like a sacred sacred being I mean correct me if I'm correct me if I'm wrong but that's what I took from uh, the podcast I've been listening to so you can see how like my mind is working right now well, yeah the Egyptians were like mad about cats as in they, they saw them as kind of uh, gods, as you know, so to speak. I mean, they they made massive monuments with cats on them, so they must have liked them enough. 
I mean, I, I just relate to them because they don't beat around the bush. They know they're arseholes and they just roll with it. And I mean, that's pretty much me. So that is very true. <laughs> I do like a I do like a nice. I mean, it depends what kind of cat it is. I don't think you'd invite a cat round to your house, though, if you had the choice, would you? Oh, like, if, if, if it was a nice, if a cat friendly was a person. Cat. Nah. I'd, I'd rather have a I'd rather have a cat as a human come round to my house than a dog as a human and just be constantly talking to me and not leaving me alone and wanting my attention. To be fair, it does think, it does I depend think, on what dog, doesn't it? I think as an <laughs> if introvert, you, if, you can tell why I don't like dogs. <laughs> I just like imagine, leave me alone, please. Imagine a pug as like a human being. I imagine it'd be like that anthropomorphized uh, frog from The Simpsons. You know when uh, on the um, Treehouse of Horror episode where like. They're, they're doing like the Harry Potter thing and it's like Bart's turn to sort of turn turn um, the frog into like a prince and it turns out to be this like uh, this frog which literally it's just like vomiting and it's in like the most pain it's ever been and it's just like wants to die <laughs> yeah <laughs> I feel like that's what a pug would be but a human being <laughs> not a fan of pugs Really? Oh. Yeah, no. Uh, to be fair, like I, I do kind of feel sorry for them because they are like essentially born with yeah. insane disabilities, like can't breathe properly. Like, that must I be mean, horrible. Yeah, all they have because, like bad respiratory problems, don't they? Yeah, all because we view it as like visually appealing, so we bred them like that. Mm. Why? What, does anyone know why brugs, uh, brugs, pugs were initially brugs. <laughs> initially bred? Was it just because the aesthetic? Not a clue. I think. It I mean, the they're like they're small, aren't they? So that in a way, they're like they're like handbag dogs, I guess. Like they're not quite handbag dogs, but they 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 have that sort of like appeal, don't they? Yeah. Have I you guess. noticed, like, lads? This is the this is the first episode of the dog fight where we've actually talked about dogs. <laughs> that's, that's that's very true. What, what's your favourite dog? Seeing as we are inside and have a lot of time on our hands to discuss pretty much anything. I'm I'm like really like really sad about this, right? Because I love dogs. Dogs are my absolute favourite animals. Like I fucking love dogs. My um, sister growing up scared of them, so like my parents never allowed us to have a dog. And it's got to that point, obviously. Like now, I mean, I am nearly 24 and still living at home. But I mean, I'm blaming coronavirus for that. I did have plans. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, we've never had a dog. And it, yeah, I feel like I, I should have I should have rang Childline to be fair. Like this is abuse of my parents not not get me a dog if if it was me if i was getting a dog now i'd love um you know like ginger shiba inus i think they're amazing you know mm. they're like proper sheeps like i think they're great and i love um there's like a um i i, I like whippets whippets are great but um like i think they're called like uh, finnish uh lund huns or something like that it's like they used they used to hunt puffins but they're really cool I think I'd, I think I'd have one of them if I had the choice. I am very simple when it comes to dogs. I'm a Labrador guy. I just love Labradors. It's plain vanilla, bro. It's vanilla, <laughs> very vanilla. But there's the the reason why vanilla is such a popular flavor is just because they're just a you know uh, Labradors just amazing. Other they than Labradors, uh, a Husky, German Shepherd. Like uh, if I want a dog, I want like a dog almost the size of me, so I can like. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of. These tiny dogs. I've got a mate who calls them rats. It's like, true. If it's, if it's if it's not like over a certain size, it's just it's not a dog, is it? Like Chihuahua. Fuck off. Have you seen um, that um, that dog that Darren Till rolls with? 
um, at, at the gym occasionally. It's literally like a bear, but like a small bear. It's huge. Oh, and it, it's... like it, that all the hygiene's gone out the window because I mean, like you've got people like running around on the mats and rolling around. And these dogs just going like, like walking around. And yes, everything, but... we, I do love Whenever a bit of dog jitsu those... though. I, I'm, I, I, it, it freaks me out because all I think about is the hygiene. Like Tom's saying, like <laughs> everyone's there going, "Oh, look at this dog in a gi. How cute!" I'm like. I'm gonna to have to wash that thing about five times if it was mine, because that gee, like, either I'm not wearing it again or I need to purge it before I'm putting it back you on. Could say that about it just in your daily house, then, if that's the case. Like, you could say that about it being in your living room or on your settee if you're gonna if you're gonna say about the gee. Like, I'm obviously I'm obviously not saying that hygiene is not important. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, if a dog wears a gee and then also goes home and runs around your house like doesn't mean you got to literally disinfect it's your on house. the mats it's just no keep animals you have all keep people. animals and tiny children off the mats you of all people morgan <laughs> should be concerned about the hygiene of mats considering you had staph infection last year i'm not i'm not not concerned about the hygiene of mats i think it's very very important but i also love dogs i do love dogs i'd like well. to point out i don't i don't actually hate dogs like so going back to the question like I love beagles. I love uh, golden retrievers. My neighbours always had golden oh, retrievers, and they're just retriever. the cutest things ever. Um, I love Alsatians. My granddad used to have one called Bruce. So uh, I used to have a dog when I was a kid. Um, I can't remember what breed it was. It was a it was a crossbreed. We got it from Dogs Trust. We adopted it. Uh, its name was Woody, um, and. I don't know in the previous house he had been in or whatever, but he didn't really get accustomed to our sort of because my house, my actual house, I'm currently in my girlfriend's house in Manchester under lockdown. In my actual house, we don't really have um, kind of like big open spaces. We have like a lot of smaller rooms, um, and our garden's quite big, but it goes back out into a quarry. And our dog. Uh, wasn't really liking the idea of staying indoors so when we'd let him out he'd kind of like try and get as far into the open as possible so he'd end up running into this quarry and we'd lose him about three times a month and then we just had to get rid of we had to give him back to dogs trust unfortunately because he just wasn't getting on with our house it's very sad but it was nice when we had him I thought everyone was going to like that <laughs> story if it turns out no that's depressing I wonder what Woody's doing now he's probably oh. he's probably passed away now bless him anyway oh, the, the kennel in the sky isn't it? <laughs> yeah he's in the kennel in the sky what's, Our, your, what's your biggest nightmare regarding hi- uh, hygiene in the mat site because I mean I, I've recently um, on my first I think it was like my first session out, out of this like beginner's beginners um class it was a, the first the first session with the big boys um i got cut with a, like someone's toenail in like the web in between my toes oh. which is gross but like not only was it bleeding like it's the idea that someone's like toenail has been shoved inside of my body which is well, um, disgusting speaking of toes tom moore has an experience with toes uh do you want to share the story or do you want to keep it away <laughs> uh, no no we can bring that out in the open i'm not afraid of what's gone on between us morgan um, Alright, go for it. So uh, it was it was in the dark days when me and Morgan were doing a bit of striking. Like um, I think it was like one of the few lessons we did. And he throws <laughs> like a high teep, but it's a bit too high, and his toe went in my mouth. 
like perfect the big toe literally yeah. perfectly in the mouth it was like i couldn't have timed it or put it any better it was actually aiming for that when he says think, the seat was too high i was actually going for it i think it brought us closer together having that little moment i think it did and that's a pretty high teep to get in someone's mouth though but i think like tom bent over to like prepare for that sounds very weird. Um, he kind of like braced. <laughs> Prepare for the pot in his mouth. <laughs> he like, he basically like, uh, like almost like leaned into it to brace for the teep, like as you naturally do. Like if you know someone's going to throw a teep, you're like almost going to bend inwards so it doesn't affect you as hard. Uh, do you do that? I don't, I don't actually I don't know. know. We, we don't know shit about this. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is my toes end up in our mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, consider- you're not qualified to talk on teeps. <laughs> But the, the the thing about it was like, it it was like at the end of its power. So like by the time it got to my mouth, it just like slipped in. It didn't like <laughs> it didn't like hurt. It just, the toe just like landed softly in my mouth. I was like, eh. that's vile. I actually loved it. You yeah, did I, it. I keep asking him to do it again, but has some reason he won't. I mean, you occasionally get pubes on the mat, which is always gross because it, I mean it's an un, un, unmissable sort of like. You just know when you see a pube, don't you? It's one of those things. You just, you just know what it what it looks like. So when you do see one on the mat and your head is very close to it, you're thinking that's fucking gross. I think my kind of biggest pet peeve when it comes to mats is when you have someone very new come to the club and it's not really their fault because I once did it myself. It's shoes on the mat, and our president, uh, Mr. Chris Lubka, hates shoes on the mats. Uh, and rightly so really i mean that's probably why i got staph infection i'm not gonna get open a can of worms and call out why there were shoes on the mats but there was a lot of shoes on the mats for a very specific reason um and ever since our staff outbreak at the club uh we've been very strict on that so yeah i probably would say either shoes on the mats or when someone's bleeding on the mats and they don't properly wipe it up and there's just like this stain of dry blood just where it's mm. been that's probably a big yeah one it's for gross me. I mean, that's like, a dangerous one, though, isn't it? Because, like, obviously... AIDS? Um, well, not just that, like, Hep B, Hep C, and things like that. Yeah, no, but like... there's a story. Like, my um, my uncle's um, partner, her her son, basically um, went over to Thailand and did, um, <coughs> he did like, Thai over there. And I'm sure he ended up getting, like, Hep... I think he had, like... What's the, what's the worst one? Is it C, I think? It was the other one. He, he didn't get the as bad one, but even so, it's not ideal, is it? I thought hepatitis C was the worst you can get, but I don't actually know. No, I'm, I'm what I mean is like he, he didn't get the he didn't get the like the the really dangerous one. He got the like late, like not as dangerous one, but it's still oh, right, still okay. not ideal. Um, yeah, so it's like one of them, and it like you just can never be too careful. Well, I mean, like the last thing you want to be doing is literally rolling around and fucking other people's bodily f- I mean when I say body fluid sweat is, a, is obviously one you can't avoid but when it comes to things like spit and blood and vomit that to extremes um, you just don't want to be like putting your body anywhere near that for who's that UFC reasons. fighter who like actually shite in the uh, UFC match it was like a, a woman's fighter uh, I can't remember I I'm know, sure but... she fought Shashenko and then she like actually shit whilst fighting I think this guy is going to become kind of a weekly mention on the club uh, on the podcast sorry but CM Punk shot himself in the ring once didn't he oh yeah he did <laughs> so he was taking those uh, things for his staff infection funnily enough so there we go full circle back to staff did you hear that about um, about X-Pac what he did in the ring once 
Nah. Have you ever heard that sto- the story? Oh, it's, it's it's a nasty one. I mean, gonna gonna give a little trigger warning out here because it's pretty it's pretty gross. He um he was like climbing the turnbuckle, and I think what had happened is they hadn't like they did either tightened it too much or not enough or something like that. Anyway, and he was supposed to do this like bump where he like lands on his bollocks. Like it's it's like it's quite regular that they do, where like you basically like pull the person down and they land and it's like they they vert the balls and obviously because it's like scripted it's like oh no my balls it really hurts. Anyway, he like he did it and he he ripped his ass while he while he did it. Like he actually ripped his ass. Oh, I think and he continued I've heard with of the this. match. Yeah, he, he he continued with the match, but he'd like like all the all the muscle in his ass was just no more. He'd like ripped it all. That's it was fucked. Awful. That's <laughs> I can't think be of much worse. The most painful because then you have the most nerve endings like around that area. That's got to be extremely painful. Yeah, I, I can't I can't imagine it really. Tom, you're looking disgusted. With yeah, that. no. <laughs> I just started to imagine it, and no, I, I regret doing that. <laughs> I apologise. Well, we got to we got to find any way of getting any emotion at the at this pre- present moment with the coronavirus, and well, any way of getting a bit of entertainment and excitement. I was, was going to say we need to obviously address the coronavirus because at the moment it is obviously. Uh, I mean, it's worldwide news everywhere. Everyone's being affected by it to some extent. Um, just how 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 what are your kind of like opinions towards what's going on so far? What what do you think is going to happen in the near future um, or long term future for that extent? Uh, how how are you feeling? This is going to uh, end up as far as a f- like within the country and globally. I mean, I was I was giving it all Billy Big bollocks on the previous podcast, saying like, oh yeah, it's like it's just fucking cold on steroids. But obviously, none of us, none of us could have known or predicted how bad it's got. Uh, my only, my only worry is, is that I suppose we've seen what was happening in Italy and we saw what was happening in China. I don't think the government acted quick enough. I feel like they've done, they've done the right thing, um, albeit they've essentially given like emergency powers act, sort of like to, to they're giving like Boris Johnson complete supreme control and stuff. But it's one of them, and it. I feel like the best way of sort of dealing with this is making sure that like the, the fewest people as possible get it because it's a really nasty thing and it's something that spreads really quickly so i feel like as long as as long as people actually are staying at home or, or doing their like you know daily exercise or whatever and they're not like needlessly going out i mean like sports direct and like next are still open aren't they i mean who's buying clothes i think, I think they're pandemic, shutting out like, well they, i mean yesterday they were still open or the day before they were still open like either way I mean, what do you really expect um, from someone like Mike Ashley, one of the biggest knobheads in the country? Yeah, he's a bell end, isn't he? He's a bell end of the week. Let's give him that title. Bell end of the week goes to Mike Ashley. Uh, who's the owner of Weatherspoons? Actually, I think he deserves running the well, title. Yeah. What's his name, his name again? Uh, but he, Tim. Yeah, is it Tim? I was, I was about to say Tim Allen then, but that's the voice of Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, I can't remember like, his name. Uh, uh, Father Christmas as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. His name's Tim something, but he essentially he released Tim like a Martin. Vid- Tim Martin. That's it. Thank you, Tom. Um, so yeah, he he released a video. Um, I can't. Remember, I think it was the other day, maybe two days ago. It was him addressing every every member of staff who works under Weatherspoons because they've shut, and he basically said that um, instead of like uh, <laughs> like trying to get this eighty percent pay, just go and get a job elsewhere. And then ended it with like, "Good luck to you." Like, rea- in reality, he's probably not going to pay his pay his uh, employees, and they're probably going to be struggling for the next couple of months. 
which is awful. And I think because One of that, he bit. he should deserve knobhead of the week. It can be a joint a joint dickhead of the week. Yeah, I think I think any all big tycoons who aren't paying their staff uh, wages in this time should all receive some sort of equal knobhead of the week. Richard Branson as well. Is is he not doing it as well? I mean, I don't know what he's doing now. What it was just the sort of reaction he had at the very beginning. I feel like he he just deserves to keep the title. Hmm, that's going to be a lot of knobheads at the moment. The heavyweight bell end of the week. <laughs> Make Tom it a uh, lineal championship week to week. I think we should Nom- nominate someone see if they can beat the current reigning champion. I think that is yeah. We'll, we'll gonna, we can we can sort of like pose to it to. Pose it to each other, and it can sort of be our like our segment of who's worse. So I feel like it's a good way of is inaugural title fight. Tim, uh, Tim Martin, Tim Martin, and uh, versus Mike Ashley. Mike Ashley, who's taken it? See, Mike, Mike Ashley's we, a bellend. Se- I think if we Mike, that to Mike Dana. Ashley's been a bellend for years, hasn't he? He's been like he's been a bellend for years, like especially with. If so, you're a Newcastle so Tim fan, Tim Martin. To be fair, yeah. Tim Martin's just an absolute wanker. Yeah, <laughs> I've not I've not heard. I've not heard too much about him besides besides his sort of like, you know, reaction to the pandemic. But but I know I know Mike Ashley just from knowing Newcastle fans and being around Newcastle fans, like what he how he's like not invested in the club and he just like takes the money back out as like a bonus. Like he's a top bell end. Well, I remember Tim Tim uh, Martin was uh, under quite a lot of scrutiny because he he heavily pushed Brexit. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to share my opinion oh, on Brexit because uh, I don't want to open up a politi- political discussion here. But Did you ever read the uh, Weatherspoons news during like the uh, Brexit referendum? Well, I imagine it was heavily for Brexit. <laughs> oh, no, no. So Tim was like, he's like, I'm going to um, compare di- articles from different sides of the argument and um, critique both of them fairly. And Didn't then he that. just, there's just like this um, one article that he had about why, why Brexit's good and like, it's it's not like to do with the stance, but the article itself was just a shit article. There was like no sources for anything they were saying. He's like, this is fantastic, undeniable. But he, bit, he spent then... like half a million pounds on coasters, like pro Brexit coasters. <laughs> and his reasoning for doing that was a lot of our customers are pro Brexit, so they'll be coming here to celebrate when we leave. And I was like, well, it's heavy. It is yeah, it's heavy, isn't it? I remember once. Uh, I think it was like a couple of years ago. They had like this. I don't know, they were doing this like campaign about like dr- uh, drink driving awareness and stuff like that. And they had on the back of the menus like basically what you could what you could order and then still be safe to drive afterwards. And if I remember rightly, it was like it was weird like, you know, you say oh two units is two units and stuff like that, but it, it wasn't like that. It was like if it was over like certain percentage, it was it was, you know, you couldn't have it. And I think of all the pints that were on at that time, it was like John Smith's was the only one you could have like more than one of before driving. I just think it's mental. Like, you know, no one wants to drink, drive or anything like that. But the amount of people who would probably drive to the pub or something like that, have like, the, you know, one or two and be like, oh, I'm, I'm all right. I'm not over the limit and then drive home. Like, I feel like that was a kind of good campaign, but at the same time, like shitting themselves in the foot because they were basically like... Do you think they had a bit know, of a... <laughs> inside deal with John Smiths and that's why they said you can have more than one <laughs> I mean you'd have to you'd have to have like a fucking deal in place to drink that show wouldn't you yeah factory is just down the road from uh, from York as well it stinks I know, you, want, past the you want Sam Smiths is, is is a is older and better brother fuck's sake <laughs> right Thomas Moore what's your opinion on uh, coronavirus as a whole I think 
there's too much speculation going on. We're not going to help it by giving our uneducated opinion on what we think the fallout's going to be. It's just a case of you've got to you've got to read the um, information from appropriate people, see what's happening with uh, WHO, see what the news is reporting, and don't listen to loads of wankers on Facebook who've all of a sudden got medical degrees. Or Piers Morgan. Don't read the sun either. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that, that goes without saying. saying, Tom. That goes without saying. Yeah. I feel like that is that is probably the worst bit about it. I mean, obviously, it's not because people dying and like all people being at risk of dying and stuff like, before the time is obviously really bad. But I think the whole sort of like ambiguity about it, like we don't know how long, you know, like they said, oh, twelve weeks or or three weeks or or you know six months or 18 months like no we don't have a definitive answer i don't know how we get one but i think that's the worst bit it's like you know we're all sort of living in limbo at the moment i think yeah i share the same opinion i think the worst part again uh, to reiterate the worst part about all this is the fact people are dying and people are going to be uh in extremely difficult situations from here on out um but one of the biggest problems is uncertainty like it's in every single aspect about this like how many people are going to get it don't know how many people are going to die don't know when will how long will this be don't know where will we be six months later you know how will trade be affected how will uh, the economy be we don't know any of this so like you say we're kind of living in this in this period where we've just kind of got to get on with day to day and just kind of hope for the best um yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. It's it's an unprecedented time we're living in right now. It's it's weird, like in terms of our lifetime, all the things that we sort of lived through. Like we've had, in, like monumental events happen while we've while we've been on this planet. I mean, obviously you got like, well, nine eleven was a big thing, wasn't it? And then you've got you've got sort of like Saddam Hussein, Iraq, all that sort of thing that's happening. Hurricane Katrina, things like that. And then you've got like you know coronavirus not only that there's like you know zika virus ebola all all these sort of things that are happening i think um, this year alone's been mental just 2020 there's been a serious amount of history like happening like whilst we're living yeah this this year alone like we're not even four months in and we've already half of australia was like on fire uh the uk saw one of its worst flood seasons in a long quite a while i think um obviously coronavirus this is like one of the first this is the the first time anything like this has happened in his, human history probably i mean obviously like the plague um and things like uh, the spanish flu um but when you put when you have multiple countries going into like a nationwide lockdown we've never kind of seen that ever before uh, the only we weren't we as interconnected then but yeah we, the, like, the only i mean the you... spanish flu the Spanish flu is like comparable, but we weren't we were nowhere near as like connected as you know in terms of like flights and things and, the only and actually coming into of, contact with each other. The only thing you can kind of like connect this to very loosely, the idea of being on lockdown is obviously like world wars. Um, yeah, the blitz. But, but that was completely different because they're like you say, like you have the threat of enemy going over you, but you also have family thousands of miles away. You don't know what they're doing. Um, whereas now you can still stay in contact with everyone, but you just can't see them or physically uh share space with them yeah i'm i'm in regular contact with a friend who lives in america and i'm really worried about like america at the moment like they're saying like you know within three or four weeks new york could be the epicenter of the entire crisis which is you know it is very scary and, and i feel like 
the difference we have in the UK compared to like America in those in those cities and like Italy and China is that you've got a lot of people living on top of each other Spain as well like you know like there's a lot of concentrated population whereas in the UK like largely other than like the, you know like London and Manchester and Birmingham like bigger bigger cities you've got quite a lot of like room within like you know w- between each other like St Helens and Lancaster and places like that and I mean where you're from Morgan as well like you know there is still huge fields like around and stuff like that that sort of separate different different like communities and stuff like that yeah it's going to be very interesting to see when places like New York possibly Los Angeles you know have populations of 30 plus million like we're talking the half of the UK is like within New York that's a, that's so much amount of people within such a small space. That's New um, York State, though, right? Not New York City. I think I think the city itself. I, I I don't know what I read, but I read somewhere it was the size of New York City is the biggest, as in the scale of the the city is the biggest in the world. Um, and if you take away, if you just took the uh, Brooklyn as a, and made it into a city, it'd still be the biggest in the world as, in terms of size that's right. how big new york is i don't know if that is true but i did read that somewhere i don't know, i don't know like wuhan has like 30 million people who live there yeah, to- tokyo's got to be i think tokyo is the most densest city on the planet as far as population goes yeah yeah it's 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 scary and especially i mean i'm, I'm especially scared for the americans in terms of their shambolic healthcare. And yeah, insurance and stuff. So New I York do. is uh, is the largest city in the world by area with a total of eight thousand six hundred eighty three square kilometers. So that yeah, it is the biggest city on the planet. I mean that's 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 got to account for like the the spread of it. Even if you quarantine Definitely. within that space, like are you going to be able to stop the spread of it? In big buildings and things like that, you 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 know you'd struggle. Yeah, but what I was my, the point I was making though um, <coughs> beforehand about the no, it's alright about the um, like insurance and that. It's like you know a lot of a lot of like insurance packages are like paid through companies. Like you know if you're working for a company, they'll like you know put some towards your your insurance or may even insure you uh, through you know through your workforce. That's always been a problem. Um, obviously, because it sort of like puts them in the power of like oh well, if I leave the job, I might not have healthcare or something like that. Uh, but you know if people are like losing their jobs because of coronavirus and the companies have been shut down and things like that uh, who's paying their insurance at that point the as company, well as that, the company yeah. won't be as well and then as that, if they yeah. get coronavirus you know even even like one trip to the GP can cost upwards of like 1600 quid I was going to just say like that's the, probably the biggest difference between the states and the UK is the fact that we get free health I mean there is arguments that it isn't free because you pay tax towards it but the idea of going to a GP seeing them and get all possibly getting tested you know it is free you don't get a $1600 slapped bill on your on your uh, doorstep when you go and visit your local doctor um, thou- millions and millions and millions of people in the states won't be able to afford any of that um, do you know what do you know what the figure for um for giving birth is or like how how much a birth costs? Fifty k in it like that. Yeah, it's like between thirty and fifty k. It's mental. mental. But then again, it's like going back to um, another podcast I was I was uh, watching recently, and yeah, um, dead babies on the podcast. Away, that's gonna be gonna be interesting. But um, in, in in America, like apparently, if you're like a woman trying to give birth in in the states, 
um, you are like 50% more chance of dying in childbirth and your baby's got like more chance of dying um, during the during, during giving birth than your parents did when they were like you know when, when your mum was giving birth to you so I can't like I can't fathom how um, it's regressed so badly in terms of like you know the time you know 25 years 30 years you know 20, 20 years down the line it's actually got worse like since since you were born it's that's going to be a problem as well because um i'm just i'm just speaking off what logic would tell me here any time when you have some form of period where you go into some form of lockdown there's always probably going to be a sort of baby boom at the end of it because people are inside they've got not much to do the likelihood of people like couples who are together the likelihood of them getting pregnant and having a child is, is much higher than they would be if they were just on a day-to-day normal life um, do you think that's going to be something that's possible within nine months from now or nine months from June maybe I don't want to like make light of it but I know like you know some people have been calling the coronavirus the boomer remover so it would be quite ironic if like the boomers sort of like re- were removed because of the coronavirus and then there's a whole new set of boomers born as a result of it like it would be pretty pretty cathartic wouldn't it but no I, I do I do see that actually yeah because um thinking about it like you know if you're like this whole like order that's been given at the moment where like the government are basically saying yo if you're like going out with someone like commit and live together i mean it's not as simple as that is it but um if people are you know potentially going to be without seeing each other for like six weeks to even like you know months at a time um you've got to expect that to happen like i don't see why why you wouldn't see that happen Mm. i don't know mate Tom, you're very quiet on this one. I mean, it's just I don't know anything about this, do I? Like, we're just spec. We're just spit. I know speculation's ideas, just the worst thing you can do at the moment. Just I did. I said spirit. Get on with what we know. We can get on with. I said. I, I said this on the one we didn't release that we record. I said, even though there's there's a lot of uncertainty and there's obviously people dying, there's people losing loved ones, and it's very sad and very horrible. Uh, this this also is a great opportunity for families who might be a bit broken or uh, you know parents who haven't spent a lot of time with their kids due to work or commitments um, this is a time for them to you know to see each other spend time with each other you know possibly for months um, so in in some instances yeah, there are some silver linings and there are some issues um, but like you say we've just got to kind of keep going as we can and try and stick to some sort of normality in some in where we can this is sort of like every cloud mentality in it like you know even even though even though there's like a lot of bad coming from this we've got to like stick to the good because i mean like if you try and watch the news i mean i'd suggest stop watching the news i mean i don't really watch it anyway i, I like read up on it and stuff you know like i'm um, regularly like you know on bbc and like the guardian and things like that but in terms of like watching the news there's no good news at the moment there's just there there isn't anything to to sort of talk about except for negativity i kind of would disagree a little bit the reason why i disagree is because um when we had the lockdown come up um and there was quite a big scare about the nhs going to pressure we had uh the volunteering sign up and over four hundred five thousand people signed up on the first day which is yeah that's mental that's about the population of coventry which is about the city where i'm from um, so to think about that many people sign up on the first day, that kind of just goes to show that there is there is some positivity and there is some goodness in people that that has come to light. Just to play devil's advocate, though, is that because people have nothing else to do? 
Yeah, have they got past the wanking stage? I mean, yes. That's my favourite. <laughs> that's my favourite uh, sketch from Mitchell and Weblock. You could definitely argue that, and I'm sure that is a factor. But there will there will be other factors like people genuinely wanted to help, or uh, yeah, yeah, there probably is a, a reason for people not having to do anything. But if that if that means that people go out and help others, I think that's that that is a good good thing. I mean, I typically hate human beings, but I do think that there is, you know, still some scope for goodness in them. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, as I say, got to take, got to take the good in all the bad situations. So, like, like everything as well. This is showing the worst. What people can do as well. Like we've seen people stockpile and things like bog roll and hand sanitizer and trying to sell it, trying to think they're entrepreneurs. And you know, people are assholes, um, but there are always going to be. There's opposite. And equal good people to every negative. As there was that bellend, that bellend in America who tried to sell all the toilet rolls. He had like thirteen grand's worth of toilet roll, and Amazon just shut down his sale. <laughs> and he just, they wouldn't let him do it. It was hilarious. <laughs> he just sat there with like he's, he's just wasted his fucking life savings on bog roll. The only thing he could do now is do like a yard sale. <laughs> well, yeah, true. I think people would be idiots to do that. Okay. Oh, um, moving onwards. Um, we've just had a lit as we're recording. We've just had a piece of um, instant news coming in, and it's coming from uh, UFC lightweight light heavyweight champion John Jones. Um, according to what we've just seen, um, John Jones has been arrested on DWI and gun charges in New Mexico early this morning. He just what? can't keep himself out of trouble, can he? He's such an idiot. Yeah, I mean, th- there goes his legacy in it. I mean, it, it, whether he, whether it's still standing at this point, but he's, he's had chance after chance after chance to sh- show that he's not a prick. But what can you do? Apparently, here's he was some, here's, he was found in intoxicated. A, yeah, not only, but he was intoxicated on, and as this article states, Requerdo, the same tequila welterweight contender Jorge Masvidal has been peddling over the last year. He's not on what? dick pills again, is he? <laughs> what the Jesus. Fuck? You know, you'd think like in this time, with everything going on, he might, he might have just tried to keep himself quiet, away from everyone, not cause any trouble. Like, God, imagine, the... imagine being in in a New Mexican jail right now. Like, he's <laughs> probably the last place you'd <laughs> want to be. Well, the 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 article is seventeen minutes old, and it's been reported by. TMZ. Um, oh fuck them, man! So at the like moment, the I want to see the story develop a bit more, but that just goes to show uh, if John Jones is in any way guilty of this. I mean, he's been arrested. Um, he's just, he's just, uh, he's just a bit of a loose cannon and a bit of a weirdo, isn't he? A TMZ yeah. and the son of America, though. <clears throat> Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this story progresses, but a little bit of breaking news for the podcast, I guess. I mean, not not breaking by the time it comes out, like, but <laughs> depends how quick depends how long it up. takes him to, <laughs> to edit. It shook it. us at least. It, should, it depends I mean, if I get to save this one or not. Yeah, this one's probably fucking lost, simp and simps field. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, uh, going back to our discussion about COVID. Um, this is a time now where we've obviously got to try and find uh, new hobbies or 
you know go all out on the ones we already had like all of us are massive gamers gamers unite okay so oh, that's the cringiest thing i've ever said we're gamer girls we're massive we're big big, big nerd boys we we like we like our D's. we like gaming um how how do you think you you yourselves are going to cope with staying indoors for a long time i'm getting better at cod every single time i play like with this with this new update as well you've got the sort of war zone uh that's come out and that's really good me and my mate came second the other day which was great uh, have, um, you done, have you taken it to louis louis deering level shout out to louis um he was he actually messaged the podcast saying can you please release a new one because i'm so bored so hopefully this is surprising <laughs> for you but um he just became treasurer in uh the start of the month and um his, God, like, remember that for his proposal he he said i'm so good at spreadsheets and then showed his uh, uh counter-strike a, a global offense record that he'd been like keeping track of and like created a whole bar chart on his performances have you have you <laughs> have you replicated that as of yet no i'll be honest i haven't but i mean i do use i do use spreadsheets quite often at work so it's basically what i, what I do for a job so um maybe i could i mean animal crossing has just come out that's fucking amazing and it's going to take so much time to get over <coughs> like and it's one of those games as well that you literally have to play it every single day because it like goes off the sort of like the real the real life clock as well so um yeah it's one of them it's gonna it's gonna give me keep me busy definitely yeah um uh, tom what about you i mean i'm i'm pretty busy doing my whole uni work because as much as I want to do nothing and just uh, cry about the world burning I kind of have to finish my degree and I'm a little yeah, bit behind on I'm it kind so. of, my dissertation is during 20 days and I'm just <laughs> bricking it every hour that goes past how many words how is many? it? 10,000? yes yeah, 10k um, I'm currently about 4 in Four, as in four thousand, not four words. <laughs> four words. So I'm, I'm my doing name right. is Morgan Mansfield. <laughs> so I'm doing <laughs> all right. That's actually five words, mate. But um, my name is Morgan. But um, yeah, I'm doing all right with it. But it's just like it's just looming over me. And obviously now, like examinations have been closed, all of them going online. So I'm all right with that. Um, but yeah, it's just got to finish a uni now. Gotta, gotta, gotta keep going. I mean, other than that, just like resorting to old games on a um, computer, just see what I can find and play in it. Just watch it. Have you reached what the you bottom the of the barrel yet? Uh, I mean, we did have quite a interesting <coughs> game of Minecraft yesterday. So, we did. Know, we've resorted back to our eleven-year-old selves. Tom, have you got? Have you? Tom K, have you got it? I've genuinely never played Minecraft in my entire life. Oh, buy I'm, like, it. I'm 24. I don't intend. I don't intend to. Honestly, it's don't. so fun. Like, get on it, bro. <laughs> I get, mate. I get. I get pretty. I get pretty like uh, unreasonable when it comes to things like this. Like, I am the person who's seen um, Forrest Gump once, and I, I literally said from the moment that I watched it, I would never watch it ever again. It's so and like, that is like seven. I think that's seven years, seven or eight years ago now, and I've oh, still mate. never gone back to it. It's such a good film. I don't think I don't think I will. I honestly don't like. Such it's not even film. that it's a bad film. I feel like as soon as I finished it, I was like, "That's it. I've got all that out of that film." Say that again, sorry, mate. Your so, mic like term... your mic cut out a little bit. Oh, sorry. Um, I said basically like, I never like, 
bloody hell, I've lost my flow. It's all gone. It's all gone to shit. You were saying no, something um, about Forrest Gump. As soon as I watched it, I'd sort of... Yeah, as soon as I finished it, I'd realize everything I could get out of it. So <laughs> Your mic did the same then, thing again. I never, like... I'm not even joking, your mic did it exactly the same. It, it exact doesn't same It doesn't spot. want his opinion about uh, Forrest Gump. But Whoever, whoever's in charge of this <laughs> I'm being session is, is not enjoying this I'm Forrest Gump. So he's wrong, he's it's wrong, Tom's no. Done <laughs> Tom doesn't like Forrest Gump. There we go. I've got all I could get out of it. I watched it again the other day. Is, is my mic fucked? No, you're fine. No, Literally, fine. it was only when you were saying that oh. specific thing about Forrest Gump. <laughs> um, I, I watched it again the other day. I love, I love the film. It's, it's fantastic. As I say, it's not a bad film. It's just not one that I want to watch ever again. All right, you watched Doom. Like Frozen. You watched Doom last night. I did watch Doom. Another, <clears throat> another film that I'll never, never watch. I again. like that film. The I don't know. I don't know. Like. You're not really it's like not, uh, doing a lot for your credibility there, Morgan. What, because I just like a lot of films? <laughs> I, mean... I like Forrest Gump and Doom. <laughs> <laughs> they are the same on an artistic level. I, mean, I rate them both 8 out of 10. It's, it's not a great, Doom's not a great <laughs> film, but the first person bit in it is really good. Mate, it's literally like, if you go if you go and watch it now, like anyone who's listening to this podcast, it's on Netflix at the moment, like probably because of the new games just come out, so obviously they're trying to like, cash in on the hype honestly right there is like ps1 games that have better animations than that game and i'm not even like disrespecting the ps1 like it had some amazing games and some of the best like childhood experiences that i've ever had but like genuinely this is this is 2005 the same year that king kong came out and you've got like honestly something that like someone someone who's doing like a first year at college in like an animation I, I don't know, like a graphic design course would like think this is fucking shite. Like, well, let's not forget King Kong was a Peter Jackson film. Like, it was massive. It probably got so much more funding. This was a fucking The Rock film. I know he wasn't like at the, this at was the stage the that he was at, but he was still yeah. he was still a huge like. I mean, let's, let's remember The Rock's first foray into films as the <laughs> uh, Scorpion King. Scorpion King. That's the second worst. Second worst animation. Well, behind Doom, it's not that bad. Mm. It really is. Try it and watch, is. Like, watch it again now with like with like rose. Take your rose tinted goggles off and like watch it. It's so bad, and it's weird as well because it's got it's got like all right actors in as well like carl urban's in it he's pretty good like the rocks obviously was good but he's become like you know the highest paid like um the highest paid actor in hollywood and stuff like that and he was still like a charismatic dude he's got no charisma in that film <laughs> at all and then you've got rosamund pike as well who i i'll admit i've had a crush on since i was like 14 years old and she's like the most wooden and like doesn't like her lines delivery is the worst I've ever seen. Like it's so poor. Mate, I don't know All if we've watched it is a different awful. film. I don't know if we've no, been we watching a different film here. Yeah. We definitely have watched the same film. You just have a very weak mind. It's not <laughs> You're a guy that, of simple, really ain't that simple bad. pleasures. It is bad. It's like it's up there. I think it's alright. Speaking of bad films though, what are you what are you like like what would you what would you say is like the worst film you've ever seen? Ever. Hold hold on a second. I think Morgan might be right because there's a 2019 Doom as well. No, what? you're you're on about the one with the the rock, right? Yeah, I'm on about the one with the rock. Like they go they go to, through the arc to Mars and then 
Uh, like they, there's Portman, who's a wheelchair guy, and he's like got no legs, and then he... a wheelchair guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Peter Fuck and me, Joe mate. Swanson. <laughs> I know, I know, it's I know it's all gone to shit because of coronavirus, but you can't you can't be ableist. You can't bring this ableist agenda to the podcast. I I, I didn't mean to say it like that. I just meant to say he's in a wheelchair. No, he actually is a wheelchair guy because his like body is like built into the wheelchair. <laughs> it's still like not it's... looking good for you, pal. I think, right, I think we should move on from this. I don't then... think we ever bring up 2005 Doom again around Morgan. <laughs> I'm, I'm defending it because I really enjoy the film. And you right, anyway, the guy in the wheelchair. I just want to say we haven't prepped for this idea of uh, talking about the worst films ever, so I'm just trying to think of one on the spot. Spitball, and... spitball it. Spitball it. Um... Tom, help me out here. I mean, I've watched one of like the classically terrible films, Plan Nine from Outer Space, but like that's the point of being so shit that you can enjoy it. I'm trying to think of films that like might be considered good, but I thought they were shit. Well, that, that that's fair enough. I mean, that is that's a question within itself. But like, if we're talking about films that like collectively people can agree are awful, like The Room or um, Troll Two or something like that. But again, they're like films like Tom was saying that are. Uh, enjoyable like they've got such a cult following because they're so bad yeah it's you like get a lot the of sharknado films they're shite they're awful yeah but they're so like yeah again they're so shit they're good um what about films that are so shit that they're shit like twilight for example <laughs> yeah twilight's just twilight in it i'm trying to think it's of like so i'm trying shite. to think of like a film that's con- like highly considered good and i just didn't care for it or i thought it wasn't great Hot hot take. I I really don't care for Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Everyone loved that film. It's boring, man. I don't see it. I fucking hated it. It's really really boring. I've I've watched it twice. I hate it both times. And actually, another bigger hot take: the uh, Watchmen film. I keep trying to watch it and keep trying to get anything out. Is that the new one or is that the old one? That's the TV series you're on about. The they've made a series, but the 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 film came out with the the Zack Snyder one in it. Yeah. I've watched I the just, film. I can't I don't mind it's all right. It's yeah, it's, it's slog never... though, isn't it? It's like nearly three hours long and it's like it is it is a slog to get through. Um, I just feel like not a lot happens in um, that time. I've got a quite a massive hot take. Um I'm someone who really loves like gangster films. Like I love one of my favourite films of all time is Goodfellas. Uh, I love films like uh the I mean I watched The Irishman, I quite enjoyed it. Um and like Casino, I fucking love but I've never cared for The Godfather in my life. I've I've never finished the first one. I think it's fucking boring. Um, Again, I think I think it's a film that like it's sort of like everyone everyone who's like anywhere into films seems to be like, oh yeah, The Godfather's amazing. Like Citizen Kane's amazing. You know these sort of like films that almost become memes within themselves. Like you know you call something the Citizen Kane of something. Like I don't know, The Last of Us is the Citizen Kane of like horror games, which I don't, I don't agree with. But I, I do I do see that where you know something can be considered to be a masterpiece and it doesn't hold up to like you know. The modern audience in a way and i can see that with that film and it is very long again and again like it's all to do with sort of like it's like the, the brooding atmosphere of it i think is the the, the, the film it's sort of the rise of uh, al pacino's character in it but it's not you know it's not the most exciting of films i think it's difficult as well when it gets such a massive critic and uh cult following that it almost it's like 
I don't, I'm not trying to say he's not, but it's like saying that Mike Tyson was the best boxer ever. Like you could easily argue there were better boxers than Mike Tyson, but because every, a lot of people have the opinion that he is the best boxer of all time, it's almost wrong to say that he's not, or like it's you're weird if you don't agree. And it's like that with The Godfather. Like if you say it's not a good film because everyone else thinks it's such a good film, you're almost wrong because you have a different opinion. My favorite, um, my favorite genre of films are, are horror films. I'm really big fan of horror films, and I do find that like horror films don't age as well as any other film. Like you know, like in terms of if you if you're looking at a film, even ones that are like ten years old at this point, they've aged really badly. Um, so like you hear things like you know Night of the Living Dead being amazing, like the original the original like you know uh, Universal films like the um, like the Mummy and things like that, and like the um, uh, the, uh, the oh, I forget the, the one with like the big sea monster in it. I forget what it's called, but they've like the, you're sort of watching them and you, you're trying to watch them with like you know, like modern what, sensibility, but also no, no, fuck off. Jaws is my favorite film of all time, is um, it? Yeah, genuinely. Um, what is your f- you, oh, you that's go- a good topic of choice? Oh, carry on, Tom. I'll talk mm-hmm. after, like you sort of like you get told you know it's it's like an amazing film and, and you, you go into it again like with, with like you try and not have your sort of modern sensibility you try and like sit there and think oh it's like come out in like 1932 or something like that let's let's think about how scary it must have been then it's just so hard to to like be scared of it when it's like clearly a man in a costume just going like Ugh! and you're just like yeah okay this is you know fair enough I'm 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 absolutely like dripping with sweat here i'm so scared tom what's your, it's just what not so your, good your favorite film is jaws is that actually your favorite yeah. film yeah tom, yeah, yeah. jaws is your, my favorite film of all what's time what's your favorite film tom was it alien I, I i always struggle picking favorites things because i just like i'm so fickle i'll change my mind a lot but like i think like favorite film i can watch again and again is probably indiana jones and uh last crusade I very good just, choice I can just go back to that film so many times. Like, it's it's between that and uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail, for which film I know the script more off by heart for. Um, but like, other than that, like, I always like have a film that's like my favorite at the moment. Mm. So like, I've been trying to like get into watching a lot more um, like really cl- critically acclaimed films, trying like dive into that. But I've been trying to do it with like more modern films. So like. I'm trying to watch Roma next week because that's obviously like really critically acclaimed at the Oscars. So I'm gonna try and get around to that. You watch Parasite? To... I've not no. Um, try and get onto that at some point. But um, <clears throat> two films I watched like beginning of this year when cinemas were still open that like really like um like quite moved me um, were Jojo Rabbit and 1917. Mm. Like two two really really fantastic films and like i'm a massive fan of um taika watiti which is why i went to watch jojo rabbit and it was just an absolute tour de force i thought like yeah he's, he's a gem films isn't I've he? seen in a while mm, i haven't he's, seen he's it i need gem. to watch it another one from this year that came out that's uh, really really good um is uncut gems you know the netflix oh one that's got adam sandler. sandler yeah 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 it's it's um directed by the i think they're called the safety brothers but I mean, apologies for the pronunciation. They previously made Good Times with um, um, uh, Robert Pattinson, and it's like a really great film. Like this, this film, this um, Uncut Gems, 
honestly i've never been more anxious watching a film in my entire life like it's such a frenetic pace and it's so funny in in times but so dark as well at the same time and, and you know that these these people are like completely like almost psychotic in 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 a way and you're just expecting you know sort of like the you know when it's going to reach its boiling point you're sort of waiting around for it and it's just yeah it, it, it is it's a, it's a fantastic watch and it, again on netflix so you can just watch it anytime it's, if you've got this it's another one of those films that like i've i've just heard like negativity from it from like other people which has put me off watching it but like i think it's gotta be one of those things where i've got to just find the time where i can sit down without anyone to influence me and just actually like crack it out on my own i genuinely like recommend doing that like um it's it's definitely worth it but yeah like in terms of like favorite favorite films like i've got i'm a big fan of the the letterbox app which is like basically where like film snarks sort of like come together and like review films and stuff i like do a few reviews myself like but um yeah no i've I've always got jaws in my favorite spot and i've got like there's like three more that are sort of interchangeable as to how much i like them so there's the handmaiden which is uh by park chu park chu wook who's the same director who made old boy um and uh first and sympathy for mr vengeance and things like that he's like really great in the in the south korean scene uh raw which is um a oh that's um that's that french film where the girl french eats people. french cannibal feminist cam- cannibal uh coming of age drama it's amazing i like, saw that film. film there's a bit when um she accidentally cuts her sister's finger off and she eats it it's fucking like it's stomach churning yeah it's like you no, can't it's take <laughs> can't take your eyes off it it's great as well because like the, the sort of premise of the film is that you've got this like vegetarian um like vegetarian vet who's like never never eaten meat um and she's never eaten it her entire life um and then she's like thrust into this like society of like vets where like their initiation is to eat like i think it's like a rabbit kidney or something like that like a raw rabbit kidney and like she's like has this massive like overreaction sort of to it and like yeah and then from there and it's sort of like it's going through like her sort of coming of age and like sexual awakening and things like that it's it's like it's a messed up film but it's definitely worth a watch and then um and then finally is john carpenter's the thing which i think is the perfect sci-fi horror film like couldn't be i don't think you can beat that in in terms of like the score the effects like the graphic you know the sort of graphic violence in it and stuff like that tom will have to argue alien i think on that one won't you i mean to be fair i've never watched the thing it's something that like i really want to get around to because like as much as i i love the um suspense of alien um i feel like my relationship with that film was very much like a first time watch was just fantastic when you watch it again it does kind of lose some of the shine to it because with it being like a suspense horror like when you know what's coming it does definitely take away a lot of the experience but no the thing's definitely something that, like because i love alien it's another thing that i need to get around to watching but i, f- I always I end up just so watching like... trash films instead <laughs> <laughs> i think we're so like attuned to the, um, the alien at the moment uh, what they call the uh, i was gonna xenomorph. call them the necromorph but yeah xenomorph necromorphs from um dead space dead space in it yeah but no like we're so attuned to the xenomorph now like in terms of like pop culture significance and things like that like i don't think it's as scary anymore like i i mean have you guys played alien isolation the game no where you're like walking around walking around the nostromus and you've got yeah you've got like the alien running after you 
it's scary, of course, but like it more like it's not as scary because obviously you know what the, the xenomorph looks also, like. Also, so it's not, not scary because it's the xenomorph. It's scary because you're unarmed and it's it's like amnesia. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, same exactly. kind of thing. You've got no you've got no defense mechanism. <clears throat> but with with the thing, right? Um, if you, like if you're watching it for the first time, like I'm not going to spoil anything, but just wait for the petri dishes to come out, and you will literally like your your ass will be hanging out. It'll be you'll be like sweating. You'll you, you'll probably need to put sweatbands on. Actually, it's that it's that tense like it's, mm. it's a fucking amazing film another thing about that film though like um just on this big rant about the thing i absolutely love it um is that I, I remember watching it with my dad when i was about maybe eight or nine or something i think he'd like he, he'd recorded it um one night and then he was watching it in the day and then i came in and like sat with him and i think he was like one of those things where he's like oh don't tell your mum you've watched it sort of thing but then i remember like going back to it when i was like 17 or 18 or something and watching it and being like dad why the fuck did you let me watch this when i was like <laughs> nine or ten or something like that i was like this is so fucking messed up like why have you let me do this and to this day like he's adamant that he didn't let me do it but i definitely remember it so i don't know what i don't know who's right but i don't really have any horror films in my top top films um i've always kind of had a top two but then uh, my top, my my favorite film ever. Um, I watched about two years ago. So my my original top two were Goodfellas. Um, I don't really need to explain why it's probably one of the best gangster films ever made. Um, and my second one was a film called Donnie Darko. Very weird choice. Uh, has anyone seen Donnie Darko in, in the? Yeah, in the man, definitely. Yeah, it's um, so yes, yeah, so it's got Jake Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal in it. Um, and it's like it's a very weird story about how the world's going to end. But it's 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 like weird about portals and timelines and all sorts of shit. Um, my favorite film of all time, however, is a film called The Big Short. Um, has I love that film. It? That's a really good choice. I honestly like. If I had a fifth, it probably would be the big short. Have you, like, have you seen it. that Tom Moore? I think I think I might have done. Probably have. Um, so for anyone who's remember. watching who doesn't know what the big short is, it's basically um, it just it kind of goes through the motions uh, before, during, and after the two thousand eight uh, housing market crisis in America. It sounds boring at first, but like the characters in it are so interesting. You basically follow three different groups of people who. Uh, kind of predict it and then because they predict it they, they they do what's called a short where they bet against it so then when it happens they make shit loads of money off of it um but like the way it's filmed and like the way it's done it's it makes it like something that's so boring which is economics and turns it into a really interesting like and qu- quite like funny um take it's, on it it's yeah, it's definitely similar to like you know like the Wolf of Wall Street in terms of like yeah dialogue it's be- as well. very similar there's like there's like parts where um, the film will kind of break the fourth wall and talk to you and be like, ah, oh, we know this is extremely boring, so here's Margot Robbie and a bubble bath to explain it really simply. And it's just like very uh, silly things like that that I re- I just love it and I've watched it um, countless amount of times. Yeah, I've watched it. I've watched it tons as well. <coughs> it is a really great film. I, I I would be interested to see oh. like the because it's the same yeah. director who um, he did uh, Anchorman and things like that. But yeah, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him take like coronavirus on. You know, like afterwards, like if, yeah. if you know, anything come, any any um anything to be made light out of during the time. Like I my think fa- that'd be a good topic. My favorite horror film. Um, just kind of going off the top of my head, it's a Spanish film. It's called Wreck. Um. Oh yeah, REC. Yeah, like which is quite a f- yeah. quite a fitting time for what we're doing right now. Um, it was actually made into an American remake, pretty much shot for shot, called Quarantine. So if anyone's seen Quarantine, it's it's basically the same, but it came before it and it's in Spanish. 
um, but it basically follows this this news camera crew that goes to a fire station and then the fire station gets called out to just a, a normal day call out um, but then they go into this apartment building <clears throat> and then someone in the building's got this like disease type thing and then they just they, they get quarantined inside by the government and like shit happens and it's quite a quite a scary film because uh it's all handheld but it's done in a way because it's done with a professional camera it doesn't make you want to vomit yeah like the uh, the shaky cam and stuff like that yeah like the paranormal activity kind of stuff is saturated as fuck but i'm quite actually quite a fan of found footage films like blair witch and uh other films like that i guess the original was great and then as well, like Cloverfield as well, like the first Cloverfield film. I do, like I do love Cloverfield. A, yeah, it's like a very much found found footagey sort of stuff, isn't it? I, I've fucking loved the Cloverfield films, but they've just gone down the pipe so so hard since uh, the Paradox. Cloverfield two, really. I guess. Did you not like the second one? No, I, I did. Really no, I'm saying after one. after the second yeah, one, yeah. it went like yeah, the Cloverfield even though, Paradox. Like, even though that wasn't really a Cloverfield film, it was just a case of they've made this film, and then JJ was like, oh. I'll just add it to my Cloverfield universe right at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Cloverfield paradox. It's like, oh, this is just good. This is just a sci-fi film. Let's add the monster in right at the end, and yeah. that means it's Cloverfield. It just wasn't that good a film, that. But like, the thing with Twenty One Cloverfield Lane, like that was a really good tense film. Hmm. And like, yeah, you didn't necessarily need to add it to the Cloverfield universe, but you why know not? why not? But yeah. like. It doesn't. It doesn't detract from it as a film. Whereas, like Cloverfield Paradox was just like, why are you, why are you doing this? Yeah. Going back to like the original, the original question, just modifying it slightly. Have you ever watched a film that you thought was like ridiculously shit on first viewing, and then on second or third viewing, you've actually like you've come back to it and been actually this is amazing. Um, there's actually a film that I watched recently that I started off watching and I was like, this is going to be shit, but. Like by the end of the film, I was just like in tears because it's so good. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a uh, Lady Bird. Um, oh, Lady Bird's the, fantastic! Yeah, the Saoirse Ronan film that's uh, Greta Gerwig, is it? Greta Gerwig, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, her her second like, film, um, Little Women, is amazing as well. Like she's mm. you know really talented. Yeah, like um, it started off like pretty slow, and I was like, I'm I'm not going to enjoy this. But then just once you like really just like submerse yourself into like the family's dynamics and like the story of the family it's absolutely fantastic film i had a film like that um i don't know if anyone's it's called it was basically a remake of the invisible man well when i say remake it was it was like a different take on it It it's called the invisible man um and like looking at the trailers of it it was going to be just a very generic fucking horror film where someone's invisible but like the actual story behind it is really interesting like there's a whole like subsection of story that is like we we see what we want to see because a lot of people don't believe this woman who says that the invisible man's stalking her and then by the end of it like it turns so she becomes invisible and it's it's actually quite interesting um elizabeth moss is a scientologist as well like a complete mentalist (laughs) is she (laughs) yeah she is it's ironic as well because she's she's in the handmaid tale isn't she the handmaid's tale yeah and um and like that's all obviously about like you know religious suppression and stuff like that and you know if any if anyone was going to be like in a way woke to sort of like you know wacky religious shit you'd think it'd be her considering she's like plays the main character but obviously you know 
art doesn't always imitate life so she's <laughs> she's a, a bit of a wacky character yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think off the top of my head of any other films that I've like started off and thought this is crap and finished it and thought this is great. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. The film, the film I watched that made me think about this is actually Cabin in the Woods. I don't know. Have, have you seen Cabin in the Woods? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a massive fan of Cabin in the Woods. Just <laughs> See, this is this is like going back to when it first came out, 2012. Like I was like 16. Um, was I? I think I was. Yeah, I was 16. Um, I was in that sort of stage where I was like, you know, like going watching films and I was like, oh, oh it's going to be well scary. And I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, that, that was like shite and stuff like that. And it's one of them films, like if you've not seen it, it's sort of like at first sort of plays out like a standard horror film, like a very, very generic horror film until like later on. And it sort of becomes like this mad fucking chaos of like every horror villain you've ever seen in the entire like canon of, of film comes comes in together and starts like fighting each other it's amazing it was a complete blood orgy um but like again like i went in with the wrong i feel like i went in with the like wrong mentality for it and then as i've come back to it and re-watched it it's become like one of my favorite films like even to the subtle details of like the opening credit scene being a jump scare like the way that the cabin in the woods sort of like shoots out at it, like you know the title the title credit shoots out at you in the screen and you're just like all right i'm in for it now like these guys know what they're doing and it's joss whedon as well isn't it the guy who uh, brought us firefly and the first avengers i think film. the um you're not the only person to like feel that though because like it was pretty much a box office flop because like it was marketed as a horror film but like the whole twist where like it's playing off your own um, perception of what a horror film is and playing off those tropes like people didn't really get that one like at first release but it's definitely like people going and watching it for a second time knowing that it's got that twist to it where like that's that's where it's really got like it's um like loving like a cult sense so it's got a big cult yeah. fan base hasn't it because it's it is mad because obviously it, it it um it does have that sort of like you know it go you know it, it sort of plays out at first as being this like completely generic horror film it's actually like one of the most like creative ones in years like after after the facts when you sort of put everything together so it's it's sort of like subverted itself in that sense it's amazing like it really is amazing yeah but like you get why it happened because they couldn't exactly market it giving away like the way they were going to oh, no, present 100%. it but no I'm a massive fan of that but I, the first time I watched it like I knew about like the twist in it so I didn't go in like expecting a full fledged horror film so I think that's why I loved it on second, uh, first and second viewing, because like, I already knew that there was going to be not a standard horror film. I think as well, like part of part of like the the way it's had like a bit of a renaissance for me was that I'd I'd obviously uh, rewatched it after having fallen in love with the Evil Dead films. I sort of like discovered the Evil Dead when I was like eighteen or nineteen, um, and I like absolutely loved like Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi ever since. So like to go go into that with like the same sort of like cheesy, like comedy as well as like the actual scary bits that are sort of like blend well together. Uh, I, I I genuinely think like horror comedy can be like one of the best sort of like subgenres in film. Mm. Like you only have to look at like Tucker and Dale versus Evil to see that. Like it's a fucking hilarious. Like Shaun of film. the Dead is also. Shaun, oh yeah, absolutely. I can't believe I've not thought of that. <laughs> I watched that again the other day. It's it's, all, it's still funny even to this day. That, that, it, it, the, the, the world's end was probably the worst but that Cornetto trilogy yeah. is so good Shaun of, 
Shaun of the Dead was the last one of the Cornetto trilogy that I watched just because like I could I could never like ended up finding it on Netflix or anything but like I absolutely love um all the Cornetto trilogy like World's End's definitely like a weak one in it but it's not a bad film it's just not it doesn't no, live up to like hot, it doesn't live up to Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead but like that's a hell of a lot to live up to yeah, yeah. I don't th- I don't think you're ever gonna make three equally hilarious but also very different films like there was there is always going to be the one that's weaker like speaking of that though like another another film like that i absolutely love is baby driver like i absolutely yeah. love everything yeah. Edgar Wright did with that like i know it's like kind of a cliche pick as like one of your top films because like it's quite recent but like just the use of music in that is something that yeah. i i can't get over and like i'm 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 a massive fan of like good use of music in films. Like, it's an easy way to win me over to your film. Oh, like, I'm very the your same. Your score's perfect. It's very the same with me. Like, the reason why it was. Um... Go on, sorry, Morgan. I was going to say, um, it's the reason. One of the reasons why Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite trilogies. It's just, like the score for it is just incredible. Same with like Indiana Jones for me. Like the score for that is just. It, it yeah. Like, I so think, nostalgic. I think a score can either make or break a good film and a bad film like if you if you put a story like Lord of the Rings for example and you put a very shit score over it like it's not nowhere near going to be the same I think this is uh, plays in some of the thing um, for some of my reasons for not liking um, Top Gun I watched Top Gun for the first time like very recently talking like the beginning of this month and I didn't get anything out of it at all that I enjoyed I thought it was like completely cheesy and over the top in the t- sense that it was like um, being really pretentious about it, sort of thing, but again, like it, not necessarily a score, but the soundtrack that was used, like the sort of like eighties synth synth pop, it didn't fit the sort of action. It probably did at the time, but like when yeah. you when you're seeing the when you're seeing the like you know the the jet engines like flying, yeah, just it's just I just honestly like Top Gun didn't do anything for me, and I was surprised because obviously I'd been told so much about it. Like remember Jack. Jack saying basically, oh, you'll love it, like you'll enjoy it, and I was texting him like, wait, am I supposed to like this or is this like a meme sort of thing? Like, um, one of the on the flip side of that, there is a potentiality to not use a score at all, and that actually fits perfectly into one of my. It actually probably actually is my favorite horror film and potentially one of my favorite films, and that is um, Twenty Eight Days Later, with uh, Cillian Murphy, and uh, who's it directed by? Danny Boyle. Danny yeah, Boyle, Danny yeah, Boyle. Um, yeah, that's that's got like no music in it at all, apart from the theme song, and the theme song is like one of the best theme songs of any film ever made ever. It's just incredible. If no one's listened to it, there's the Twenty Eight Weeks Weeks Later, um, which is not as good, but it still holds up to its own right. Um, and again, it kind of fits into the climate now. So if you're kind of obsessed with coronavirus and the idea of the whole world by the whole world I mean England going under watch 28 <laughs> days later because it's, it's perfect and I like that the, the one place that humanity like found a way was in Manchester <laughs> yeah it's where the soldiers live in it in Manchester <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then they go then the soldiers are cunts as well oh, it's yeah. just the fact as well that the zombies fucking run well they're not even zombies are they if anyone wants well, to know well yeah the they, they, yeah but no, for I think all, I think it was him who. Purposes. They're not. Zombies, I think it was uh, twenty-eight days later that sort of like 
not 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 invented the running zombie, but popularized it and definitely yeah. brought it to the to the forefront of the of the genre. It also um, was the first ever to do the idea of waking up within like the, the the outbreak, which is what The Walking Dead did. You know how like Rick wakes up in the hospital and it's like it's all happened around him, and then walks outside and kind of like gets to know everything. I think Twenty Eight Days Later was the first one that did that. Like waking up after it's happened. And the way they like ended up shooting that was like one of the best like stories in like filmmaking. The fact that they didn't have the budget to like cordon off the streets, they just had to get up like ridiculously early while no one was about film it as quickly yeah. as they could. They did it they did it purposefully on like the shittest cameras you could buy, so then it looked so like grainy, so it looked real. It's very, very clever. <laughs> very tense film as well. Um other films without soundtracks that um like I mean obviously like a quiet place is like one to go to like that was definitely an experience watching that in a cinema because like There's no I've never nothing. I've never been able to hear other films going on but like it was just that fucking silent in our screen when we were watching it but I loved that completely loved um the lack of a soundtrack there a lack of any noise. <laughs> Yeah, I've only watched The Quiet Place once. There's a second one coming out as well, isn't there? Well, yeah, it's been, I, mean, I think it's been either delayed or or cancelled in like in production at the moment because because uh, of the whole crisis. Right. Okay. Which is a shame because like the trailer for that, like I was really excited to see like before um, before the events of the first one, like how we got to that stage, which they were gonna cover. Mm. So it's not even just horror films that. Um, that have you know like that benefit from not having a soundtrack like there's a french film called rafifi which is uh it came out in like 1955 it's like it's like a heist film um and it's it's got this like amazing sequence which is literally like half an hour of the entire film where they're actually like uh completing the heist and they have these like sort of sensors that they're working with that detect sound so they have to be as quiet as possible and like they're, they're using like different me- uh, methods to sort of like dampen the sound um like one one of them like when they're when they're sort of like drilling um drilling like a hole to sort of like get get into get into the bank vault they use like um they, they like stick their umbrella down and like open it up to sort of like catch all of the um catch all of the sort of dirt and stuff to obviously not trigger the tr- trigger the um sensors and that which i think is a, like an amazing scene because obviously it's not it's not like a obviously it's not tense for a horror film it's tense like you don't really well you don't want to see them get caught because you obviously want to get the payoff but <laughs> you're sort of like not rooting for them at the same time because like horrible criminals <laughs> mm, i have seen that i've heard of it though i think i have to give that a watch you got plenty of time i have yeah i mean netflix are gonna make so much money do you think like i've just off watch times and people making or buying subscriptions because of the fact they can't do anything else other than binge watch Breaking Bad Disney Plus has just come out as well hasn't it what a time to release that came out yesterday yeah it's going to be raking in money if it isn't already well I know my girlfriend's already bought her monthly subscription so they've made five ninety nine there I'll be honest I'm not like I'm not really tempted by it because like I've, I've seen the majority of the Disney films 
like from being a kid um and and you know like i some of the some of the more newer ones i've like you know like the pixar ones i'm interested in mm. and then like the mandalorian i watched a few episodes of on on like a torrent i'm not gonna lie um and it was like it was it was good and i'd probably want to watch it all but i don't really want to pay for it really and and i feel like the only the only thing it's got going for it for me is is the simpsons that it like has all the simpsons episodes but again think, like you know i think what um well, I'm I'm waiting for like the um, Marvel series to come out before I'm gonna get on to it because like at the moment like, it's about. just it's just the Mandalorian that I want to watch. But no, nah, Marvel's on on all on there. Uh, the TV series. Oh, there's the, in um, uh, Shields. Yeah. I think that's on there. No, 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 not Shield. Um, the um, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier, and the uh, Wonder Vision. Right. Okay. Like, um, I'm waiting for all those to. Yeah. I think they'll probably cause... eventually they will go on there straight away. Yeah, because all, all I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy it now, like until they come out, because I don't think there's like a lot for me there that I want to watch. Like there's still mm. like a ton of films that I'm trying to get through on Netflix and Prime. Yeah, so. I know the MCU's on there and all the classic uh, Marvel films, and then all the all really classic like Spider Verse stuff is all on there. Um, all the Star Wars stuff's on there, like the entire series of the Clone Wars is on there, which is fantastic. That's cool, yeah. No, that's a, that's a good idea. That was like one of the biggest draws for me. I fucking love the Clone Wars and the fact they're making the final season as well. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> I need to rewatch it all to get into that. It's mad how like a show for kids is like still like really good. Yeah, when you watch it, it's great. I'll watch Digimon again. If no, if if anyone disses me for Digimon, I'll actually fight you because. Digimon is, in my opinion, better than Pokemon. That is probably the it's fattest hot true. take of all time. But I prefer it than Pokemon. So. Yeah, you're incorrect, mate. I'll fight you. Yeah, Pokemon's Pokemon's best purely for the Metapod versus Metapod. Metapod battle. versus Metapod. <laughs> what the one that'll never ever finish? Hardness. Well, when you see Greymon's <laughs> transition into War Greymon for the first time, uh, get 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 me back, and I'll. Uh, I'll Did I'll even still hit. make Digimon? Uh, they made they've made so many different versions, but you can't beat the 1999 one, the Digimon Adventures. Oh, the PS4 one. The uh, PS1 one. one, sorry. That other oh, game. No, I'm, oh, on about, no. I'm on about the series, mate. Ah, oh, right. So I did. I did. Was it a I game, was it a game, game originally, or was, I think, it a, was it a was it was it a show? I think it was a show originally. Then they made a game loosely based off it, um, or. If in fact probably actually very similar to it because back then they they probably would have just made one that was very similar, um, but yeah the show is fantastic it's like classic, classic like n- uh, late nineties animation, but then like this Japanese spin on it, and of course that's probably why I love it, it's Japanese. <laughs> Got a resident weeb, resident weeb. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so it's, it's it's a very good place, Japan. I, I wish I was actually gonna go, hopefully this year, but looks like I'm not going there anymore. Rip, <laughs> big rip, big rip, big F in the chart. I mean, just go, just go next year when the Olympics are on. Well, that's why I was gonna go. Time. I was gonna go for the Olympics, but as soon as well, it's been delayed, again. I might be able to see go next year. What do you mean again? <laughs> <Just> go again. <laughs> go again. <laughs> go instead. Yeah, I might. Cause I'll, I'll have a bit more money and a lot more free time on my hands. And I'll be able to. I'll be able to go. That isn't. I'll be able to go like during a time that isn't exam season. Hmm. I wish anyway. I see what happens to the flight. The, the flight companies first day eh? if they all go bust. If the world collapses. 
What are the chance of the world economy collapsing, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> what a question, mate. Who knows? <laughs> don't know anything about economics me i just live my simple life watching my films playing my games doing my jujitsu or not doing my jujitsu at the moment well at the moment that's looking very slim in it yeah but hey ho what can you do i guess just keep the british mentality keep calm carry on keep calm and carry on or if you're really british go to benedorm and don't give a fuck True. Or, like, enforce colonialism somewhere. Or invent concentration camps. Or have very bland food. Well, this suddenly got depressing, didn't it? I don't know. Where does the whole idea of English having bland food come from? We just do, don't we? Like, it's no, I mean, there's not yeah. really much in the way of like seasoning, is there? Except for salt and pepper and a bit You're of mustard. Telling me a great chicken pie ain't, ain't fantastic. I mean, I'm vegetarian, so I'm not going to go right, there. A, but... a great corn, <laughs> corn chicken pie. Actually, someone did make that for me um, last year in York. My friend Danny and his girlfriend Cara uh, made made a corn chicken pie, and it was delicious. But like, if if you were to if you were to give me like options of foods, like I feel like I would never pick like in terms of like stereotypical sort of like types of food. I would never like pick English food over it. I don't think. I think every mm, single every single food, yeah. I would, like, I would never choose English food. The only time I choose English food maybe first if I was choosing breakfast because I don't think you can really beat a full fry up English breakfast. Have you ever had a Mexican breakfast though? I have not. What do you have for a Mexican it's breakfast? The, you get your you get your tortilla. You put it like you put it on the plate, and then you sort of like make this like tomato and bean stew, and then you poach your eggs in the tomato and bean stew, which is amazing. And then you sort before. of like you pile it together. You have your avocado, you have your cheese, and then you you know you put that all together. And then honestly, it's it's like amazing. It's a game changer. If you've got if you've got like a surplus of eggs at the moment, do it. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna back the chicken pie because shout out to my mom. She makes the best one on the planet. And if if I if you can ever come round the Mansfield household, um, I'll get my mom to make you a corn chicken pie, and your whole life will change. I'll take this as a as an invite, and I'll I'll do it as soon as the as soon as the uh, look as soon as right as soon as the quarantine. No, just, just go just go now, mate. Just just spend the entire quarantine at the Mansfield house with me. Not even there. You just live with my parents. Yeah. man, twenty three I mean, shot dead by police. In, I mean, we know we know Lee's a big fan of the podcast. So he is. Yeah, he shout out Lee. Shout out to my dad. Yeah, he's he's a massive fan. He's listening to them all. Bless him. He's the only thing go. He's the only driving force of the podcast. He's the only listener. <laughs> The only reason we keep going. Uh, on a no, final we've got, note, we've got a pretty, we've got a pretty like I was international gonna, audience. I was going to say we've got people listening in in Italy, and you know that might be the sign of the times that people are in Italy are on such strict lockdown. They're so bored that they're having to find little nitty podcasts in England and listen to them. Or we had a theory it could be Giovanni, who was a member of the club, who was from Italy. But I think we'll go with the first first theory. Just some guy absolutely losing it in lockdown. Yeah, and he's just, just stumbled like, across ah, this the shit. Fight? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think because we're going to be uh, releasing podcasts a lot more often during quarantine, I, I think we'll wrap it up. Um, we don't want to be taking too much of people's days, even though they've probably got a lot, not a lot to do. Um, I'm sure 
they'd rather spend time with their family than listen to us waffling on about films. Um, nah, nah, mate. Nah, let's keep it going. We'll go for five hours. Do like an Alex Jones <laughs> style where we just get pissed and talk about Clockwork Hours. Yeah, we best wrap up. <laughs> nah, what, what we'll do is we'll we'll do like set um like set things. So if anyone wants to like send us anything, they can do on any of our socials or email, um, and they can just like get us to talk about specific things they want us to. Um, we have got nominate some dickheads of the week as well. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, it's it's a tie between Tim Martin and uh, Mike Ashley. But if anyone's got any other suggestions, do let us know. Um, we are going to be doing like a conspiracy type podcast very soon. Um, so stick around. Make sure you subscribe to us on all of our platforms so you don't miss it. And by uh, by doing a conspiracy podcast, you mean re-recording the one that you lost? Well, yeah, we did. We, do, we did about we did about twenty twenty five minutes. We did a, we did about twenty five so minutes. Just have to make sure uh, people don't forget that you shut have lost shut an entire podcast. Shut the fuck up. I will. We should definitely just live stream, shouldn't we? We should, we should cut out the middleman and just fucking do it live. Uh, to be fair, we actually could do that. Uh, there's always a possibility we can do that on YouTube. We'll just like, I'll screen record the live clean feed and then I'll send that to YouTube and hopefully we can work around something like that. But I, what I was going to say is we've done, we did 25 minutes of conspiracies, but I think we should do like a three hour special just talking about conspiracy theories. Have to do my research to get ready for it then. That's what I mean. <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna sit down and we're gonna put the world to rights about lizard people and why bread, bread. goes off early. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the hollow earth with hollow earth. Fraser. Hollow earth, uh Fort Knox, we're gonna talk about that. And one of my favourite uh, theories of all time, um, and that is that uh the reason why we have all technologies is because of aliens. Aliens is a big is a big one that I like. Or simulation theory, the Elon Musk theory. I do like that one. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wrap it up. Right, okay. Um, thank you for everyone who is at home taking their time out that day to listen to us. Uh, we have been Dogfight. It's been episode three. Do not me- uh, let me forget, lay uh, gentlemen in the podcast now to make me save this audio because if I don't, I'll go fucking mental. Um, Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and other platforms. You can find us or YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Dogfight UK, uh, Facebook at Dogfight Podcast, or alternatively, you can email us with any suggestions or questions you have at dogfightjujitsu. No, dogfightjujitsu at gmail.com. Um, we will be releasing more episodes over the coming couple days slash weeks because of the fact we haven't got a lot to do so do make sure you stick uh, in tune with us because we're going to be dropping a lot down the pipeline if you have any questions or anything you'd like to do just uh, get in contact with us and we'll be happy to, to sort something out thank you very much for listening it's a goodbye from myself and it's a goodbye from the two Toms goodbye remain indoors and on that note <laughs> We'll see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Sending lots of love to everyone. Sending all your support. Stay safe. Look after your loved ones. And we'll see you in the next episode. Morgan, remember to save it. Save. 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 It is saved. No, I haven't saved it yet. Uh,